Great. Thank you very much for that. This is a pre-hearing conference being conducted on August 3rd in regards to an, an appeal filed by Phil and Linda Robson of a June 6, 2023 City of Kirkland Wetland and Stream Determination. This determination is related to property addressed as 9531 Northeast 140th Street in the City of Kirkland. Good morning, everyone. Let me introduce myself because I think this is the first time we have all met. My name is Sharon Rice. I am an attorney who works exclusively as a hearing examiner. I currently work on contract with 10 or 11 other communities, uh, mostly in Western Washington. I've been doing the work for almost 20 years. I have recently been asked by the city of Kirkland to provide pro tem hearing examiner services because their examiner is not available to hear this matter. Uh, that agreement has been uh, executed and that agreement appoints me as the city's examiner for this appeal. And with that, I will let you know that this pre-hearing conference is something I thought was a good idea and so did the city code and hearing examiner rules. And so I'm glad the appellants requested one. It's a good idea for us all to meet and have a chat beforehand because this is my first proceeding for the city of Kirkland and I don't want to fail to understand expectations uh, for how appeals are typically uh, handled in the city and also to let you know what my expectations are, which may differ slightly from those of your regular hearing examiner. I do want to let you know to prepare for this meeting. I reviewed two things, uh, two documents. It was the appeal filed by Phil and Linda Robson and also the June 6th City of Kirkland Wetland and Stream Determination with the attached uh, letter from Department of Ecology. So those are the only two factual items I reviewed. In addition, I reviewed uh, several chapters of the Kirkland Zoning Code and also the Kirkland Hearing Examiner Rules of Procedure. So that's the foundation of knowledge from which I'm proceeding as we go forward here today. In my practice, the purpose of a pre-hearing conference is to identify the parties and representatives to make sure we have everyone who must participate linked, to clarify the issues on appeal if any clarification is needed, to identify any pre-hearing procedural uh, matters that need to be addressed or scheduled, and then to calendar the pre-hearing document exchange. At the time of City of Kirkland contacting me, this matter had already been set for hearing on August 30th. My understanding is that we will proceed to hearing on that date, and so we will be working on scheduling anything necessary before that date. Um, as we go forward today, people can uh, weigh in and correct me if I have anything wrong. Naturally, in the course of this pre-hearing conference, we will not be addressing the merits of the issues on appeal, but it is necessary to discuss whether or not clarification is required. As we go forward to each topic, it's my practice to ask the parties to respond in the same order, appellant and then jurisdiction. So as we go forward, I will be, uh, you know who I will reach out to first. If the attorney for the other party needs to jump in, please just do so. Uh, let us know if you need to weigh in. At the end of this meeting, I will be drafting an order that memorializes the business that we conducted here today and um, the understandings we've reached, if any, and the scheduling that we've agreed to today. And so that order will be drafted today and sent to uh, the person who I believe is acting as hearing clerk for me in this matter, Ms. Blanca Garcia Reyes, and uh, she will be distributing it to the parties. So with the, and if somebody else should be the, the correct contact uh, for hearing clerk, the city can correct me on that as we go forward as well. 
So just to acknowledge for the recording and, and make sure I have everybody correctly here, I'd like to have the folks introduce themselves. Ms. Robson already spoke and weighed in and said her attorney will be speaking for her. So let's go to counsel for the appellants. Please introduce yourself, sir. Uh, good morning, ma'am. My name is Brian Zwanich, Z-U-A-N-I-C-H for Ms. Robson, Mr. Robson. Thank you very much. Uh, you have somebody else on the call, sir. Is that person just observing? Observing, yes. Great. Then for the city, we have Stephanie Kroll, the senior assistant city attorney. Great. Thank you for helping all the parties today. Um, happy to be able to step in. Um, your primary examiner said, I doubt you're going to be available, but I'm just throwing it out there in case. And I'm like, hey, I'm available. <laughs> it worked out. It's just a calendaring thing. Normally, I would have been busy. All right. Um, when I as we proceed, uh, I will be asking the parties to exchange documents and I it's my habit to ask each party to identify a single point of contact and I like to include their contact information in my order and so I would be asking you now to give me email addresses. I know that I have them. Uh, they've been provided in the scheduling uh, zoom scheduling link that went out, but if I could just have each of you state for the record, starting with you, Mr. Zwanich, if you would please give me your email address. Yes, I'm Amy Tierzer. It's uh, Brian at zuanichlaw.com. Brian, B R I A N, at zuanichlaw.com. No hyphens, spaces, underscores. Great. And Mr. Zuanich, are there, um, is there other staff or other persons who need to be identified, or will you be circulating communications on behalf of appellants? Uh I will add my paralegal as well. That would be helpful. Her name's Jesse, J E S S I E, same Zuanich Law format, Jesse at zuanichlaw.com. Fantastic. Ms. Kroll, can I have you do the same, please? Yes, I'm at S C R O L L at kirklandwa.gov. Anyone else? And, um, Ms. Garcia Reyes. Okay. And I, as I said, I have her email address. She has been the person with whom I have communicated primarily regarding setting up this pre-hearing conference. Uh, so in my order, I will identify those four email addresses as the um, points of contact to which I am requiring uh, documents be exchanged. And then if others want to add other email addresses to that um, exchange list for their convenience, please let us know or do so when you submit emails. All right, so I have a little bit of a script here that I'm going to go through. Um, my first question, and I think this is for you, Ms. Kroll, actually, is there a, an appeal case number that needs to appear on the header of my pre-hearing order? Um, we usually have the hearing examiner assign a case number. Okay. I do not have a system for doing so for the city of Kirkland. I, I, so it, without an express file number that the city already has assigned to the matter, I will simply refer to it as the Robson appeal. Um, okay. Should there be some other case number assigned? Uh, well, the hearing examiner usually does assign a case number. So I was not prepared for that question okay. or prepared with a case number, but I can follow up. Let's do that. Let's have you, let's have you follow up with a case number that can be used by all parties to refer to this matter. That'd be helpful. Thank you for that. Um, just to confirm, do any parties know of anybody else who needs to be involved in this appeal as it goes forward, starting with you, Mr. Zwanich? 
I mean, other than potential witnesses, no, no one from no one from a representative status. No parties, exactly. No, no, no parties. Okay, and Ms. Kroll, same for the city. Uh, yeah, I believe that only the city and the Robsons are parties. That's that's what I expected. I just want to confirm. I sometimes yeah. I'm surprised. Oh, there's somebody else. <laughs> um, can I ask the city? Is there any dispute as to whether the appeal is timely filed? No. <clears throat> My next question, I hope the answer is no, because uh, when I met with the city about potentially providing the service, I confirmed that I'm only working virtually now. Does anybody have concerns about proceeding with this hearing in a virtual format? Starting with you, Mr. Zwanich. No, Your Honor. Great. No, Madam Examiner. Uh, you can call me uh, Ms. Rice or Examiner Rice or- Okay. Something. Uh, Madam is a little too formal, especially for a pre-hearing conference. I understand, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, any issues with going forward virtually, Ms. Kroll? No. Okay, and if anybody else has uh, requests about how they're addressed, please please do tell me. Um, thank you for um, that. So uh, I, in reviewing the city code that I believe applies, I think I've determined that pursuant to Kirkland Zoning Code 14595, the burden of proof belongs to the appellant in this matter. Any uh, um, question about that, Mr. Zwanich? No, I'm... Familiar with the rules, Ms. Rice. Okay, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just weighing it. I just check in again because it's my first yeah. Time. Correct. No, I understand. Yeah. And Ms. Kroll, that's that's right for the city too. Yes. Thank you. And also, uh, the city code and/or hearing examiner rules require the examiner to record the hearing. And so I want to confirm with the city this matter will be conducted on Zoom. The city will be con re recording the Zoom meeting. Will that? recording suffice as the recording of the hearing, Ms. Kroll? Yes, yes, it does. Great. Thank you so much for that. And I'm sorry, I just, again, my first matter, for, <laughs> so I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything that I'll be surprised about later. Yes, um, I also, we, we appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I also saw that pursuant to KZC 145-105, the decision in the appeal is due 90 calendar days from the date of filing. Uh, it looks like the appeal was filed June 20th, and by my counting on my fingers, that comes out to being September 11, which is less than 10 business days after the close of the record, uh, assuming the record closes on August 30th. My question to the parties now is, may the examiner please have 10 business days from the close of the record to issue the decision? Is that something you are comfortable agreeing to, Mr. Zwanich? Yes. And Ms. Kroll? Yes. Bless you all for that. Much appreciated. I hate to be rushed working with a new code and, and a new and a new jurisdiction. I would add, um, Ms. Rice, that um, it's it is um, Mr. Zuanich and his client um, to have a final say on that. But if the hearing examiner needs additional time, just request it. We'll be all right with the city. It's just dependent on whether it will be all right with Mr. Zuanich. Great. Thank you. At this point, I. I from reading the appeal, I believe that the 10 standard business days would be adequate. Uh, if we, if, if there is a post hearing process where any exhibits any additional evidence or briefing is submitted after the close of the record, it would be my expectation. The record would close on the date. The final documents are submitted. And so the 10 business days would run from that. Does that sound uh, reasonable and acceptable? Mr. Zwanich? Yes. Thank you so much. Everybody. You're also reasonable. Um, last sort of confirmation about city procedures. Can I confirm that when I issue the decision to the city, city staff will be doing the notice of decision and decision distribution that's required under KZC 145-105? 
That is correct. Okay, thank you so much. All right, thank you for going through the procedural stuff with me. I just don't wanna be wrong and surprised. So in reviewing the appeal, um, it seems like the Robson's appeal uh, enumerates three very clear uh, uh, errors uh, that they allege in, in the determination. My question now to you, Ms. Kroll, is are those alleged errors sufficiently clear or does the city request clarification as to any of those errors? Okay, I don't have that document pulled up, sorry. Okay. No worries. Um, let's do this. I will, I will read my paraphrase of the issues. Mr. Zwanich can confirm whether I have that correct. And then Ms. Kroll can, um, ask if there's any clarification required. Is that all right? Okay. Um, this is how I read the, the appeal, um, and paraphrased the errors alleged. Number one, the city erred in determining there was a wetland on the property before July 1, 1990. Number two, it was error to conclude that the wetland was naturally created. Uh, the Robsons maintain it was unintentionally created when stormwater facilities were retroactively installed as part of a county road project. And three, Department of Ecology's review was biased uh, based on uh, parties involved and the appellants are entitled to an unbiased review uh, uh, to support the city's determination. Does that sound correct, Mr. Zuanich? Does your own, you can adopt those findings now, we'll be good to go. Call those this a day. I'm just joking, yo. I'm just joking. Yes, those are correct, Your Honor. Those are those are correct. The the issues. Great, thank you. And Miss Kroll, uh, do you need more time to look at that, or or do are no? Those I, I checked it out. Those those are the issues as we understand them. Yes. No clarification requested. Thank you. Ah, uh, at this point, we're going to begin discussing scheduling. So, could the parties please confirm we are going to hearing on August the thirtieth, Mr. Zwanich? So I have my first curveball to throw, Ms. Rice. Yes. We will be requesting a continuance and I can make the record when you are ready to hear that. Okay, um, then uh, let's let's hear that now. Okay, initially, Ms. Rice, my clients hired me on a consultative basis to review everything, help them draft the appeal. Just this week, they wanted to hire me formally to appear. Initially, I was gonna be coming in kind of ad hoc, providing advice on the side, they'd be representing themselves. I'm here now, uh, they would like to hire me fully. So initially my role in reviewing this case and writing advice was consultative. I normally don't do this, but I do sometimes uh, in a case like this when some people represent themselves, but they decided to hire me fully. So it kind of changes my role. And while I'm ethically able to do what I could have done the 30th in this role, in my new role, I'm not gonna be able to, I believe there's more discovery we need to do. My clients had requested, they've had some public records requests in the city they're kind of filtering in. Some may be relevant, some may not. I wouldn't be comfortable knowing if it is, and they've had some pushback with getting records. It may just be the idea of pro se litigants trying to navigate a complex bureaucracy and the difficulty in that. For that reason, that's why I'm requesting continuance. It may turn out that I didn't need one, but if I didn't request one, I would be prejudicing them and I wouldn't really be doing the service of what I'm signed, what they've signed up to be. Uh, so for that reason, I'm asking for additional 60 days to get ready and work with the city on any initial discovery. I didn't make this request until now because I didn't, I kind of just came on board. So I wish I hadn't just surprised you and Ms. Crow with this request now. Uh, that's why I want to lay it out. 
if there's an objection, I understand. I'm not expecting the 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 parties to agree to it. It's just my roles change. It's not normally. Normally, I come on full board, but sometimes I don't, and that is the reason for this request. And it kind of we just formalized this this morning, so that is why the request is now. Does that sufficiently lay out the basis? Now, take any questions you have about procedural request and how you rule on that, Miss Rice. Will determine how you how I address the discovery scheduling questions. Thank you very much. Naturally. Um, just to confirm, you said 60 days. So from August 30th, now we are looking end of October or beginning November. Is that correct? Yes. It doesn't need to be, you know, 60 days, 50 or 70. I'm going to defer to the city and your schedule. I just kind of threw it a generic. I think 30 is too little. I think 90 is too much. So I kind of settled on 60, but if it's around that time, um, then I have some military, I'm in the military reserves. I may have some military around that time, but that's roughly what I'm looking for and talking to the ropes. And that's also, that's what I think will, that's how long I think it'll take to get the discovery that they're requesting done. Let, Thank let you. Let me ask one more question of you before we turn to Ms. Kroll. Uh, Mr. Zwanich, uh, are there any pending land use applications that did, that are waiting for the outcome of this appeal? To my knowledge, and I can confirm with Ms. Robes in this case, to my knowledge, no, I don't believe there are any applications pending, but if my clients want to correct me on that, um, to my knowledge, I don't think there are any. Linda, is that the case? Am I wrong on that or am I correct I think on that? You're, I think you're correct. Okay. Okay. And let's hear from the city. Ms. Kroll, any objection to a continuance? No, the, the city has no objection to a continuance. Um, uh, provided that you know we can all agree on a date and time when when you Ms. Rice are available and I am available so um, I do have problems with the end of October um, through November 1 but starting November 2nd I am free again for the next couple weeks just for everyone's we're going to look at calendars now so let me just inform everybody I am on vacation and hopefully will not be working uh, November 8th through 19th. So I would prefer to have the decision issued before I leave on that vacation, if possible. So can we back up and look at the second and third weeks of October, Ms. Kroll? When does your unavailability start? It, it doesn't start until uh, October 18th. So the first couple of weeks of October would be fine with me. If they if they work for Mr. Zulanich, that will be less than sixty. Um, and we have a holiday there on the ninth. I assume the city is closed on uh, the ninth of October. It's a uh, Columbus slash Indigenous Peoples Day. I like. I don't believe we do close on Columbus Day. Okay. Just checking. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, Miss, back to you, Mr. Zwanich, is a hearing, let's see, let me just, let me look, looking at my calendar, I can be available Monday the 9th, Friday, October 13th, Wednesday, October 18th, um, 
I could I could go on October the third. One one other question before we actually get to the point of actually looking at dates that might work. The city had asked me to reserve the August thirtieth and the thirty first in case the matter didn't complete in one day. In my review of the, of the material that I've seen so far, it seems to me like this is the type of hearing that should be able to complete in one day. Let me just ask you, Mr. Zwanich, do you still feel the need to reserve two day two days for this hearing? Do you think that's do you think that's that's foreseeably possible that we would need more than one. If we started at 9.30 a.m., could we not wrap up in one day? What, what's your thought on that? I believe we probably could, but I feel like the fate, the gods of legal fate, if I stay one day, will come to two days. My thought is we reserve a second day. As right now, based on the evidence, I think it'll be one day. Yeah. But again, if there's more discovery, I find it may be longer. So I, I always have to have the second day, but just, I think just wanted, right, right now would be one. Okay, just wanted to ask. And again, uh, Ms. Kroll, you said your unavailability starts on the 18th? Correct. Okay. Um, well, no, let's see. I am available the 18th. I'm sorry. I am. Uh, yes, I need to make a correction on my calendar. I am available on the 18th, and I'll correct that on my calendar now. And does that, does that mean that your unavailability starts on the 19th? Or it does. Yes, I'm not available on the 19th. Uh, Mr. Zwanich, are we uh, okay at looking in the first two weeks of October, or do you want to ask to bump out after? Oh, two things we could do. Two things we could do. We could look at hearing dates at the beginning of November and just pad in extra decision issuance time so that I don't have to write your decision on vacation. Or we can bump out after my vacation. I would be fine giving you more time. I serve as a pro tem judge pretty regularly, so I would gladly give you more time. I think clients suffer from quick decisions and, and either side. So I'm more, I think given the scheduling, I would rather have the hearing a little bit later and give you more time to decide than try to push it into early October, run the risk that I come back as for their extension. And then we're looking at potentially January. Yes. And it yes. looks that could be bad. Well, yeah. thanks for that, understanding that. And thanks for appreciating my desire not to write your decision on my vacation. Others have not been so <laughs> understanding. Um, may I just offer, I can be available for this hearing on November 2nd, November 3rd, November 6th, and November 7th, uh, also Monday the 30th, but I and, and the 31st, but I believe, uh, Ms. Kroll, you said your availability starts up again on the 2nd? Uh, let's see. I am, I am back. No, actually, yes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> help us, help us know what days. <laughs> help us know what days. Okay, so I am not available October 19th through November 1. Okay, great. So um, would you object if we try to schedule hearing the day you return from your unavailability? No, that will be fine. Uh, do November 2nd and 3rd work for you, Mr. Zwanich? That does your, it's perfect, kind of finish the week. I think that makes sense, second and third, I'm available. I, uh, I actually have um, the second is a date reserved for another client, but they have uh, infrequent hearings. And so I need to confirm that I can request that day be stricken. I expect them to say yes, uh, but that may be an unreasonable expectation because actually um, the 9th and 10th I'm unavailable and the 23rd is Thanksgiving. 
can I, can we, I'm sorry to, to do this, but can we please look instead at Friday the 3rd and Monday the 6th? That works for the city. That works for 3rd November, 6th November works Correct. with me. Excellent. Let's use those dates then. That way I don't have to um, tell my other client they get zero in the month of November. <laughs> Appreciate that. Ms. Also, Rice, one, so one, oh, sorry, one possible caveat. My military, I am in the reserves and my military schedule is issued a year out. FY24 hasn't been put out yet. Sometimes my week, my military unit sometimes drills the first week in November. So it's possible that I will be starting that my November military duty will start for the when day. Know, I sir? don't, I will probably know. I will uh, having uncle Sam make a quick decision probably the next month or so when they put the schedule out. Uh, so, so let's say today, uh, today's August 3rd. So you should know by early September. Correct. They have, they want, they didn't even notice all the soldiers so they can, plan because a lot of people that don't have private practices yes. they have to get them they have to get time off from their employment make the necessary requests understood uh let's, i just don't know until then let's do this uh well let's proceed assuming you're going to be available i will make a note in our order that you may not be if we discover you are not available should we at this point address other dates in november so that they I, are I, I think that makes sense miss rice i'm uh, if we have like the next week or whenever we are available we have a placeholder date that works for everyone so again, my unavailability starts the 8th and it goes through the the 17th and I already have matters booked on the 20th and 21st. The 22nd is the day before Thanksgiving. I feel like if we don't make that first week, we'd be looking at the last week of November. Is that too late? I, uh, for the city, I have um, difficulty confirming that my clients will be here the second or the third and fourth week of November. They are yeah. off and off. Yeah. Um, is there any way we could do this? Um, if you were to, if Mr. Um, Zuonic, are you saying that you might be busy the entire week of November 6th? No, it's, it'd be weekend military dues. It would be normally it's Saturday, Sunday, I fly Friday. But of course, if the hearing, I'd be flying midday and it would only be a day. So it's possible that it'd just be, a, I'd be back in the office on Monday. So can we do the 6th and 7th instead of the 3rd and the 6th? The 6th and 7th are good. Oh, let's do that and just avoid the issue. Set it for the then period? Yes. Let's set it for the 6th. Yes. Let's set it for the sixth, and then if we need a second day, we'll go over on the seventh. That's that sounds good to the city. I very much appreciate everybody being reasonable and cooperative on this. This is very helpful. Thank you for that. Uh, so, if if we have a hearing on this that ends by the seventh, uh, I'm going to be looking for um, a decision issuance deadline, probably of December first, which is approximately two weeks after, which would be two two weeks after. Uh, my return from my vacation is that is that acceptable yes i love it yes i, love it. I, I actually literally don't believe i've ever run into people disagreeable uh <laughs> with scheduling before and so i thank you for that well i think we worked through the hardest part <laughs>
And um, now we've given ourselves plenty of runway for pre-hearing business. Let me start with the next question. Does either party anticipate pre-hearing motions that would that seek to limit the scope of the appeal? Any motions in limine? Uh, any any uh, issues like that that you expect, Mr. Zwanich? Probably all I can say at this point is reserved uh, without fully investing myself. I don't think so, but I'd always like to I always like to fall back on reserved yep. until yep. I know more. Um a city anticipate any at this point? No. Yeah, I feel like the issues don't really lend themselves to it, but uh, you never know. In my order, I might schedule motions uh, just to, to have it addressed so that we don't end up revisiting. And since we're all here today, let's talk about it. With a November 6 hearing date, we would want any motions limiting scope to be decided before Ms. Kroll's unavailability. So can we say motions, uh, any motions seeking to address the scope of the proceeding would be due um, October 3rd, uh, and then a reply on the 10th and, uh, a decision issued on the motion by October 13th. Does that work? Mr. Zwanich. Yes. I assume that oral argument is not required unless you need it. It'd be I, I on would, the pleadings only. I would be looking for pleadings. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Th those dates work for me. 10, three motion, 10, 10 reply. And then uh, I, I wasn't scheduling a response. Uh, I don't know if the parties have to want to weigh in on that. Mr. Zwanich, are you anticipating that you will want a reply? I don't, maybe, I don't. So let's, uh, let's put it in there then. Let's say it reply on 10, 13. So a uh, decision, uh, the motion is due on a Tuesday the 3rd. A response will be due Tuesday the 10th and a reply due Friday the 13th. Yay. And then I will issue a ruling on any motions by the 17th of October. How's that? That's perfect. Thank you. Ms. Kroll, does that work? Yes, that works for the city. Great. And that gives us plenty. We have Because the hearing so far out, we have plenty of time to deal with all that. I saw in the city code, the staff report is due to be issued on the appeal seven calendar days before the appeal Correct. Uh, at, at a minimum. Um, it's my practice in appeals. I assume Mr. Ulbricht says similarly uh, to require the parties to exchange before the hearing witness and exhibit lists and the exhibits themselves. Does he usually require uh, those things to be done before seven days before the hearing or what's his normal? He, he has not. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, the city we've this, we've got a little extra time on this exactly. one. Exactly. So if that helps the hearing examiner and the parties, um, we would have no objection to both parties, you know, providing their, their, um, witnesses and exhibits early. The only issue with that, Ms. Kroll, is that your unavailability occupies the two weeks after the ruling on the motion <laughs> and before the hearing. Do you have a date there? Uh, so if, with the hearing on November the 6th, the staff report would normally be due October the 30th. Do you have a suggestion for an earlier date that we could use? How about um, the 16th? Mr. Zwanich, does, does October 16th work for you for exhibit list, witness list, and exhibit exchange? Yes. I love it. 
Um, that assumes that I will not have ruled yet or that there are no motions. Uh, maybe what we'll do, should we adjust the motion schedule just in case? Yeah. Let's do that. Let's do that. Um, can we bump the motion schedule up by one week? So put the motions due September 26. Responses due October. Nope. October. October 3, reply October 6, and ruling October 9. Does, does any of that conflict with stuff in your calendar already, Mr. Zwanich? Can you plan around those? 926 for motions. I believe, you... I believe that's going to be fine. Uh, the only potential issue is if discovery is still coming in, but I, I think that makes sense because I also agree with you that it probably should come before the staff. Motion. motion. Yes. Ruling on motion. motion. Let me, let me yes. also just tell folks this. This is um, uh, an open record appeal hearing. I didn't see anything in this, in the, in the regulations or the hearing examiner rules about this, but this is how I typically conduct these hearings. I require the parties to, provide advanced disclosure of exhibits and witnesses. If the documents that are exchanged cause the other party to want to supplement their witness and exhibit list, they are free to do so. And because it's an open record appeal hearing, either party can submit previously undisclosed evidence through the close of the hearing. And we would correct and address that with post hearing uh, um, additional submissions by the other party. That's, that's typically how I handle it. So in the event of surprise, I don't think we're going to have surprise, but in the event of surprise, that would be my mechanism for um, handling surprise. That That's perfect. Beautiful? That's perfect. That satisfies that record alone satisfies me. Thank Great. you, Ms. Rice. Great. And Ms. Kroll, does that sound? That sounds entirely appropriate. Perfect. I love it. All right. So we'll bump the motion schedule up one week, allow for a ruling by October 9th, and then we'll require disclosure one week later on the 16th all coming together um again on that date i'm going to ask for witness lists which are going to include the names of the witnesses and if they are experts their identification as expert witnesses and then uh, a brief blurb to the topic that they will cover in their testimony not i'm not looking for paragraphs i'm definitely not looking for uh information on the merits just the topics that they'll cover in the exhibit list i ask please make this a word document that i can copy and paste so no tables <laughs> just number your exhibits with auto numbering in my final decision document it will be uh exhibits will be uh a appellant and c city so you're it'll be a one through whatever and c one through whatever so don't need to worry about numbering just number your documents Please give each document an exhibit or each exhibit a title and a date if there is one. If there, my my order is going to say all this, so it's all it's all going to be in the order. Just to, um, just this is enough information to make sure I get it correct when I'm identifying them in, in the record. And then the exhibits themselves. I want to confirm now. Everybody uh, agrees that we'll just do all electronic exchange, everything by email. Does that work for you, Mr. Zwanich? Yes, please. My office is all paperless, so I prefer that. Great, Miss Kroll. Yes. Great. And I've gone paperless too. Thank God I am able to evolve. I did go paperless. And so we'll do all exchange by email and save as many trees as we can. Um, I think 
that covers all of our business, except that, you know what, the city code requires a notice of appearance from attorneys who are participating. Could I get you guys to just submit quick notices of appearance? I Yes. Yeah, I was I was just going to say, Miss Rice, that I w will file one because I'm not formally on the case, so I yeah. will do one. The only issue is because we don't have a case number yet, I can file it in Word form and I give you permission to write. I will send it as a PDF Word and I give you permission to write the case number on it. If that's fine or I can wait, I how think would you, you prefer can, it? I think you can submit a notice of appearance saying that you're participating in the, that you're representing the Robsons in this appeal. Uh, of the June 6th decision and that it doesn't need a case number on your notice. Okay, thank you. I will do that today. Great. So it will also comply. Yeah. Thank you, Ms. Kroll. And so I that's all my questions and all my business. Is there anything we haven't addressed from the appellant's point of view, Mr. Zwanich? I don't believe so. Thank you very much for going through this in detail. Sure, sure. Ms. Kroll, anything the city, any other business the city feels needs to be addressed at this time? No. Okay. Um, so I guess I want one more thing I want to say because it'll be in my order. Uh, again, I feel like the, the subject matter is definitely capable of being handled in one business day and not needing to roll over into two. I appreciate that we have a second date on the calendar, but I want to encourage the parties to uh, prepare their cases to be concluded in one day just for the sake of everybody's efficiency and limited Zoom attention spans. So um, finally, let's uh, talk about start time. I had thrown out 9.30. I'm really not happy to start before that. Is 9.30 acceptable with, with everybody? Or is, would you say 10 o'clock? What, what do you prefer? Uh, the Mr. city's Zwanich. comfortable oh. with 9.30. 9.30. Mr. Zwanich? Yes. We'll break at lunch-ish, and we can take other breaks as necessary or appropriate as requested. And at, Starting at 9.30, I'll be available to go, um, you know, past five into the evening if, if we are close to wrapping up rather than roll over to the next day. Or if we have some substantial amount of material still to be offered, we can break at any point. Uh, the parties want to make a motion to, to continue to the next day. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. I think we've covered everything. Yeah, thank you. I'm going to draft this order. I will, again, send it by email to Ms. Um, and I will ask her to forward it to the attorneys uh, and the paralegals whose addresses I email addresses I have. And then I will, um, the order says if there are any clarifying questions to please uh, contact me via the hearing clerk. And so I believe at this point it's going to be uh, Ms. Garcia Reyes who is acting as my clerk. So let's, and if there is any correction to that, Ms. Kroll, please. Uh, email everybody. I'm going to ask the parties, the attorneys, not to email me directly, but to funnel everything through this point of contact, and that just reduces the possibility of ex parte communication. Yes. Great. All right. This will all be in an order. If you have any questions, feel free to clarify by sending me an email via Ms. Garcia-Reyes. Thank you, Ms. Reyes. Nice to meet you. Have a good rest of the day. You as well. Thank you. Thanks very much, everyone. Thank you. Take good care. Oh, and we can stop the recording.